Hello there, this is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The podcast where... Where Kyle forgot to write an intro for the episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh well, you all know what this podcast is about. Yeah, that's why you're here, because you love it. <laughs> if this is your first episode, go listen to the previous episode. Yeah, it was a fun one. This is a, a, a really kind of strange but fun uh, serial so far. Yeah, totally. So last time um, we talked a little bit about the video games we've been playing. What have you been watching on TV, Kyle? What have I been watching? So I've been watching Lower Decks, of course. Very We're still cool. we're getting close to the end of the season. Yeah, this season's been great. We're on season four right now. Yeah, and, it really uh, has. I feel like this might have been the best season yet, um, which is which is saying a lot. I quite like this show, um, but yeah, all killer, no filler, um, no no skips this season. Yeah, totally. This most recent episode was Caves, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was kind of a bottle episode. It might have been the first time in the whole season that like our four core characters were like on a whole mission together. They've all kind of been off doing their own thing. They, 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 they definitely mentioned that <laughs> at the start mm-hmm. of the episode. So yeah, yeah, that was fun to yeah to sort of get everyone back together. I liked the format of the episode where, spoilers if you have not yet watched this episode, they all get trapped in a cave, and then they all kind of recall times in their past when they've been trapped in caves, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a hard time not referencing caves in the context of that episode, when our heroes entered a cave <laughs> uh-huh. in the previous episode of the Doctor's Watcher, but I was like, that uh, that reference would be no longer timely and make no sense to our listeners. But in retrospect, when have we ever let that stop us? <laughs> I've heard that, you know, this was episode eight, and I've heard that the last two episodes of the season are probably, like, pretty intense. So... okay. I kind of think this was sort of, you know, the calm before the storm. Good to know. But, yeah, I I appreciate, you know, how they've paced the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been great. Meanwhile, over here, in addition to Lower Decks, we've also been watching Our Flag Means Death. Uh, oh, yeah, plus two. season finally came out, and I quite like that as well so far. Um, and we've been watching an older show, not that much older, but not currently, you know, watching new episodes as they come out. We've been watching Reservation Dogs, um, which is really great. That's on Hulu. My partner and I have been meaning to watch that, but we haven't started it yet. It's fun. Nice. And, you know, has some heavy moments as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a well-made show. Well, speaking of... Shows that might or might not be well made. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) This is the twenty seventh episode of season three. The Plague. The Plague. 
It is the second episode of our current serial, The Ark. Yep. Very cool. Very cool uh, titles all around. And yeah, I guess as we mentioned in the previous episode, this whole serial is on BritBox. Hell yeah. So the, the answer to how do you watch it is Kyle actually watched it. <laughs> <laughs> how did I watch it? Legally. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so do you recall our Cliff Dangler from when we recorded five minutes ago? <laughs> well, the title helps. Because <laughs> um, our heroes have inadvertently, well, I guess specifically Dodo has inadvertently introduced the common cold onto this kind of uh, generational ship traveling to a, a new world for humanity and also for the monoids, these kind of cyclops people that uh, share this sphere with, or the, the, the steel sky sphere with the humans. And now they will be made to face their crimes, somehow pay for their crimes. Indeed. And as this episode picks up, our three PCs, Dr. Steven and Dodo, are in custody. They're, you know, basically being held in a cell. It's not like, you know, bad conditions or anything. It's just sort of a waiting room, basically. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they're being held. Dodo seems to be feeling a bit better but the doctor's telling her to try to rest anyway because she's not, you know, fully fully recovered yet or whatever. Yeah. We don't know how many chickens they have on this world for <laughs> chicken soup. Uh-huh. The doctor and Stephen, of course, are concerned about the possibility of her cold causing an epidemic throughout the Ark ship. Dodo feels bad for having brought the disease, but the doctor tells her that it's not her fault. Well, I guess if the, the monoids have no mouths and therefore can't cough or sneeze, uh, <laughs> maybe that'll help stop the, the spread or, or slow the spread. Uh-huh. Seems worth a shot. If a monoid has to wear a mask, like a COVID-style mask, like would it wear it over its eyeball uh, where would that mask go? <laughs> That's a good question. And would it then have to, like, cut a hole in the mask to see through, thus rendering <laughs> the mask ineffective? Uh-huh. There are a couple human NPCs watching on monitors as various monoids in the ship apparently succumb to the illness and collapse. Dang. Yeah, we saw in the previous episode that the disease is fatal to monoids. Yeah, pretty quickly, too. The commander of the humans is still feeling pretty weak. His daughter, Melium, some other guy, and a monoid are all there in the room with the commander. Well, so I guess that's your bubble now. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, the, these three, the daughter, the other guy, and the monoid are all wearing these very futuristic but also very ineffective-looking, like, transparent plastic face masks. Oh, okay, that's that's cool. I guess they're trying. I appreciate but, that. 
Uh-huh. You know, they're the sort of ones that are like an inch or two out from your nose and mouth. And it's mm. like, well, air can go above and below that. So what's the point? Maybe it's projecting some sort of uh, sterile field over your oh, nose that and could mouth be. or something. Yeah. De- decontamination yeah. field. That would be pretty cool, actually. I would go for a mask like that. Yeah, why don't we have one of those yet? Come on. Get, get on it, people. The commander starts telling his daughter that no matter what happens, it doesn't matter what happens to any one of them individually. The most important thing is the journey itself and making sure that their descendants arrive at the planet Refusus. Cool, then you're definitely going to institute quarantine procedures, right? That's what that sounds like. (laughs) Uh-huh, totally, for sure. <laughs> Four monoids are carrying what seems to be presumably a fifth dead monoid wrapped in a shroud. Dang. They're carrying it in a procession to the main command deck of the ship as we hear drums beat in the background. Oh, dang. And yeah, it's like a whole funeral procession. They arrive on the command deck. They place the body on the cargo area of one of these carts that they drive around the ship. And the body is driven through a door as the officer in charge commits the body to space burial. Oh, wow. All right. And yeah, we then cut to an exterior shot of the ship as we see, like, a door slide open and the body flies out and flies away from the ship. Wow. Special effects. Yeah, it was a pretty fun effect. I liked it. Was it, like, uh, pulled out on a string? Or do you think they just filmed it with, like, a little opening in a floor and then the thing falls out and they flip the image on its side? Or how do you I'm think thinking, it? I'm thinking it was probably pulled out on a string. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it looks like there's kind of a jerk at the start, and yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he wasn't the nicest guy, but I don't know if I'd call him a jerk. <laughs> we cut to the command deck where the officer in charge orders an immediate hearing to commence about the prisoners. Guardians! Monoids! Before it is too late! Before we are stricken by the fever ourselves! We must make the stranger's answer for the terrible crime they have committed. All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. He assigns Baku to be basically the prosecutor. And he asks if anyone will volunteer to speak for the prisoners. (laughs) I guess that's one way to do it. Uh, Interesting justice system there. (laughs) He does actually get a volunteer. Some dude named Maniac and Melium also volunteers, the daughter of the sick commander. Ah, uh, she's a pure-hearted cherub. Uh-huh. Yeah, she says that all her father wanted is for justice to be done and for a sensible solution to this crisis to be found. So is this kid, like, eight? Or how, how young is this child who's <laughs> offering to basically be our legal counsel? Oh, no, she's like an adult. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, I should have probably mentioned that earlier. Her, the commander's adult daughter. 
Okay. Yeah, the commander's probably like, you know, in his 60s or 70s or something. Oh, gotcha. We cut to the cell that our PCs are being held in. It is conveniently equipped with a screen showing a live stream of the hearing that is currently happening about them. Such amazing technology. Uh Uh-huh. Melium actually talks to the doctor over the live stream. You know, it's kind of like half live stream, half FaceTime. So she tells the doctor that she and Maniac believe his story, but somebody needs to provide some evidence. Maniac's like, for every $20 that you listeners donate... I will cite another law in my defense. (laughs) Hit that like and subscribe. (laughs) Exactly. Steven volunteers to go, you know, go give evidence to Melium and Maniac. Doctor, I must. I'm getting stifled in here. I must go and do something, even if it's only to show them how stupid they are, wasting time with trials and speeches. After all, the only important thing now is to let you organize finding a cure. Yeah, yeah. uh, He's like... Um, I should definitely go in the middle of this like large trial where all the people who are going to determine our fate are going to be a chew. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I think maybe, you know, in the latest edition of the rules, there is an update to the person of action uh, status that means if you don't take action for too many turns in a row, then you start getting debuffs. Uh, okay. Well, so I, I think Steven's concerned about that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So a monoid shows up, escorts Steven out of the cell. We cut to the command deck where Steven is now in a cage. <laughs> nice. We see, like, you know, bars of the cage. It becomes apparent a bit later on that there's, like, basically plastic wrapping the cage. So, you know, they are attempting at least some effort at not breathing the same air as Steven. <laughs> Did they uh, uh, hook up some sort of air supply? <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you do uh, okay in there. You're, you're, yeah, that's you're, you're unclear. Sort of falling gently to your knees. <laughs> <laughs> so the NPCs, you know, they all call themselves the Guardians because they're like the Guardians of the rest of the human race who are all miniaturized in stasis. Okay, cool, cool. So the Guardians are basically accusing Steven of being an agent of the planet Refusus that they're heading towards, saying that he has come here to, you know, he and the rest of the PCs have come here to intentionally spread disease and sabotage the mission. So if they think that this planet that they're going to is inhabited and might object to them going to that planet to to live and to continue their civilization, <laughs> why did they pick that planet? <laughs> that is a valid question that I don't think they ever quite address. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stephen accuses them of fearing the unknown which they don't really deny. Uh-huh, valid. Steven's co-lawyer, Maniac, asks him 
if the doctor would know anything about curing the disease as like an offering of good faith. And Stephen's like, Yes, he probably would if you'd let him out of that cell so that he had a chance to experiment. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let the doctor experiment. Yeah. The prosecutor's not really buying it. He basically works the crowd up into shouting about taking them to the ejector chamber and thrown out of the ship. Oh, shoot. Uh, can we be miniaturized instead? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, earlier when uh, that person, the, the heat exchange person, was on trial, and uh, what was the alternative to being miniaturized? Was it like, it wasn't exile, but something like that. Now I'm I think that was a euphemism to being flung out into space. <laughs> yeah, I think expulsion was the word they used. Oh, that would do it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> At the time, I, I just assumed that that meant, yeah, you kind of have to leave the country, but, you know, for another <laughs> country. <laughs> right. Hmm, in retrospect, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Dodo and the doctor are, of course, watching the hearing and watching Stephen in the hearing via the live stream. And they notice that Stephen is not really looking so hot. Do you think he may have caught the fever? Well, I'm afraid he may have. It appears that this virus is more virulent than I suspected. Either that or they did forget to punch holes in his <laughs> little uh, cage there. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you could put him in the bottom or something, drill him through the floor into a... a basement that has air but no people i don't know you could you could do it in some way where he wouldn't be infecting yeah. people hook up a couple hoses or something into the cage yeah you're listening to the doctor's watcher if you enjoy our show please leave us a five-star review and tell a friend we appreciate you listener you can reach us by tweeting at Dr. Watcher or emailing thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com. And now, back to the episode. The judge at the hearing calms the guardians down. You know, they're shouting and whatnot, but they get calmed down. Maniac explains that the PCs did bring the disease, but it was accidental. And if they were Refusians trying to sabotage the mission, there are much simpler and less risky ways that they could have done it. Those are good points. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad this guy volunteered to defend us. It gets revealed at this point that apparently... One of the Guardians has now died. Oh, dang. And everyone other than Melium and Maniac immediately turn against the PCs and vote guilty. Oh, shit. Yeah. They didn't really care that much when it was just Monoids dying, but as soon as it's Guardians... Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's very believable. Yeah. The judge grants the privilege of execution to the monoids since they were the first to get sick. All right, barbaric, but I can understand it. Uh-huh. I'm not sure exactly what the privilege of execution means in this case. I guess it's just like pushing the button that opens the ejector chamber. Yeah. 
I would assume it was something like that. As all of this is happening, Stephen's condition seems to be getting progressively worse, and he collapses in the cage. Man, are we sure this is the common cold? He gets dragged back to the cell with Dodo and the doctor. It does seem to be like a pretty rough disease. Yeah. But yeah, they drag him back to the cell. The doctor appeals the decision to eject them into space. The doctor wants to help them find a cure for the illness, but the judge doesn't really seem interested in this. Mm-hmm. He just calls for the monoids to, you know, be assembled to carry out the execution. But before this can happen, the sick commander gets onto the loudspeaker from his sickbed, basically, and orders that the travelers get released and given access to the research facilities. Yeah, that does seem uh, a little more productive. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Commander. And then, like, just to be totally safe, he also orders that Stephen will be the doctor's guinea pig. If he succeeds in curing him, then I will set aside the verdict of the court. Now, proceed. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, I, mean, I thought we, that we was want reasonable. We Stephen anyway, so let's give him the cure first. <laughs> the doctor immediately gets to work. He gets Stephen laid out onto a table. He sends Melium to find some blankets for Stephen. Dodo gets a list of items to retrieve from the TARDIS. She asks the doctor how to find them, and the doctor's like, IDK, just fucking look around. <laughs> and uh, fantastic. She's like, Okay. <laughs> what did you say? I said okay. Yes, I thought you did. Now, once this crisis is over, I am going to teach you to speak English. Wow. Yeah, so to that, I say... Fuck your prescriptivist bullshit, doctor. Uh, was, was okay, like, too new a slang term in the 1960s? <laughs> What's she supposed to say? Yes, doctor, sir, I will proceed to locate your items. <laughs> Forthwith. <laughs> Henceforth, I shall set out and retrieve these yawn items. Oh, man, the doctor would love that if she said that. <laughs> uh, actually, kind of so would I, to be honest. <laughs> we get a brief scene where a couple of guardians talk about how the old vaccine that the doctor's trying to create was derived from animal membranes, you know, that they'll have to provide for him, basically. And... Then we get a very brief montage showing them capturing, taking blood samples from, and then releasing an elephant and a large lizard. <laughs> okay, cool. The doctor is being assisted by a monoid, a shaggy nudist, who is giving him test tubes and, like, carrying his sample tray and whatnot. Man, I feel like if you know that the monoids are the most susceptible to this disease, maybe <laughs> you should get an assistant who's a human. Yeah. 
the doctor keeps sort of like condescendingly talking about like how smart this monoid is. Oh, wow. He's a credit to his species. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh-huh. So the doctor uses these samples from the elephant and the lizard to prepare a treatment in the form of a patch that he puts on Stephen's arm. Ooh, very, very futuristic. I dig it. Yeah, totally. Don't you have to squirt it into his arm? What, with a hypodermic needle? Good gracious, no. That went out a long time ago. Oh, man, I, uh, I actually wouldn't mind. Yeah, uh, me too. Going into that healthcare system. <laughs> like, we must have similar technology. We can make, like, nicotine patches and stuff, so... Where's I'm, my... I'm sure there's people <laughs> who understand these things know the reason for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wonder, so what would be better, a, a patch or one of those like Star Trek things that, you know, you go into somebody's arm and then that's it? Oh, yeah. It's not really clear whether those are at all painful or not. It kind of seems yeah. like they're not. Yeah, they seem pretty painless. So... I'd probably go with those over a patch just because then I don't have to, like, worry about peeling the patch off when it's done and stuff. Yeah, that's true. But either one's good. Yeah. So the doctor heads out to start treating everyone else the same way that Steven was treated. Dodo tries to stop him, reminding him that Steven was supposed to be the guinea pig, so maybe they should, like wait and see what happens to Stephen. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the doctor, as usual, just assumes that he's <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And yet Dodo raises a very good point here. Yeah. Even after Dodo has raised this point, though, the doctor gives absolutely zero fucks and goes and slaps a patch onto the sick commander. And, like, somebody else could be distributing these, you know? Somebody who's maybe, like, has... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> and yet. Uh-huh. Oh, Doctor. We cut to, like, an hour or so later. Dodo is telling the Doctor that Stephen's fever only seems to have gotten worse. Oh, shit. The Doctor says that he's fighting it. So I guess, like, that's why his fever got worse is because he's fighting the disease. Who knows? Yeah, but, mm, okay. Steven is, like, tossing and turning in bed, and then he suddenly goes limp. So the doctor heads over to check on him and reports that his temperature has dropped, the fever is gone, and he's going to be all right. I, I, I don't know if... Going limp is always <laughs> the best indication of that, but of course the yeah. doctor would, would uh, of course the doctor would assume that this is an indicator of his success. Dodo rushes out and starts telling everybody else that Stephen's going to be okay. Doctor comes out a few moments later to tell everyone that there's nothing to worry about because all the sick people have been treated. And everyone else has been immunized. Wow, cool. I'm glad that everyone was willing to uh, accept the immunization. Yeah, it made me wonder if, like, the doctor just lied to them about 
Steven, because like they knew Steven was supposed to be the guinea pig. Like, why did they let him put the patch on everyone? Yeah, I guess uh, he's well. Letting the doctor do anything is always a, <laughs> a good question. Yeah. Also, if you are going to try to not let the doctor do something, that usually doesn't seem to work out anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we get a very brief moment where they notice their scanner image of Earth, which kind of looks like it has a lot of smoke coming out of it or something. Mm. And one of the Guardians says that the last moment has come. Oh, shit. And it's about to be followed by the sun. No wonder <laughs> it's smoking. Uh-huh. We don't actually get to see that happen, though. We, we just cut away to some time later. Oh, we don't even get the reaction shot? Uh, nope, not even that this time. Dang it, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is gathered at the giant foot statue that, you know, in 700 years' time will be a giant person statue. Yeah, seems like a, a good meeting spot. Everyone knows where the foot is. Uh-huh. They all say goodbye to the Doctor and Dodo and Steven, who get onto one of the cart things that a monoid is driving around. And this monoid drives them out to the jungle where the TARDIS is. Hmm. The three of them head into the TARDIS, which dematerializes, and then the monoid slowly reverses the cart out of the scene. It's like walking speed or slower when the cart goes in reverse. <laughs> it doesn't beep or anything, though, so I guess it's good that it goes so slow. It's a very important part of the episode that we have to watch in its entirety. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, as soon as the cart leaves our field of view, we fade from this shot of the jungle to a shot of what seems to be the same jungle, but the vegetation is much thicker, and the TARDIS rematerializes. Oh, cool. The doctor steps out and notices that they seem to be in the same place. Isn't that extraordinary? Well, that's inexplicable. I dig it. Dodo starts calling for Meliam and Baku, but Stephen's like, we don't know how long it's been. Yeah. Of course, Dodo's like, it's been a few seconds. What are you talking about? Oh, Dodo. Uh-huh. Still not used to the premise of the show. <laughs> she rushes off to start looking for the Guardians, and she pretty quickly finds the statue, which has been completed. Oh, shit. So 700 years have passed. Or they just got better at building statues. <laughs> uh the camera slowly pans up the giant statue. It matches the designs that the PCs saw in the previous episode. Funny how until here's nobody oh oh, oh okay. <laughs> until we get to the statue's head. It's a monoid head. It is in fact a monoid head. Dun dun dun. And with this the words next episode, the return appear on screen. 
Well, cool. I think this is the first time that we've uh, done a time skip like this and been in the same location. I guess that makes sense since the episode title for the next one's going to be The Return. Mm-hmm. They've previously said that the TARDIS can't go to the same place. So yeah, what's up? With I'm that? not sure how this works. I guess maybe there's enough time difference between the two that it's okay with it. Well, we'll see if they address it or if they totally ignore it. <laughs> Either way, it should be entertaining. Place your bets, listeners. Well, this is yeah, this is a fun serial. It's uh, intriguing. Um, I like the monoids. I like the the steel sky and the yeah yeah it's cool. kind of fun how like they almost kind of make you think it's just going to be a quick little two episode serial but then they're like nope we're not done yet Mm-hmm. and uh very intriguing cliff dangler i hope i remember it for next time <laughs> so yeah did you have any notes for us kyle nope i think that was it this time all right well in that case um we'd like to thank circuit 23 for the awesome theme song he made for us uh you can check him out on bandcamp and soundcloud and links are in the show notes and email him at circuit.23 at gmail.com uh thank you kyle for watching doctor who and telling me all about it and thank you benny for listening to me talk all about doctor who and thank you listeners for listening to me listen to kyle talk about doctor who We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com. In fact, we actually just got an email from a listener the other day. Yeah. So thank you, Raymond, for sending that email. Yeah, glad you liked the show. Hope you still like it since we wrote that email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well... Um, Tell your friends, leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you in two weeks for the return. We We too will return. We will return in two weeks. Bye. Bye. I've just had news of another disaster. One of our kind, one of the Guardians, has died from the fever. Do you want to hear more? Never mind the arguments of the Defender, because now they are nothing. Now that one of our own kind has died. So, Guardians, what is your answer to the charge? Do you find the prisoner guilty or not guilty? Guilty! Guilty! guilty. Is it your vote that we exact the full penalty of the special galactic law? Yes! So be it! They shall be taken from this place and expelled from the ship and the privilege of execution in that they were the first to be struck by the fever will be granted to the monoids. The verdict is wrong. Yes, but it is the voting verdict. There is nothing we can do about it.